Welcome to the MILF Bod Podcast. Mindful, intuitive, lifestyle, fitness. An all-encompassing wellness resource for women featuring some of the most successful, influential mothers and experts out there. I'm your host, Cherokee Luker, mother, model, fitness trainer, and wellness enthusiast. Join me as we dive into all things MILF. It's officially holiday season, everybody. Not only that, but it's also the one-year anniversary of the podcast tomorrow. And I can't believe it's already been a year. The 21st of November marks the one-year anniversary, and it's just been a wild ride. And first off, I just want to thank everybody who continues to come back and listen and support the show. It means so much to me and I can't wait to see where this next year takes us. To all of my guests and all of my listeners, I appreciate you more than you know. I've got some exciting things in the works for the podcast and I can't wait to share with you all. But first, let's celebrate today with the lovely Bo McCourt. I love today's episode because it's such a great reminder to stop stressing and just release because that's truly when the best things in life happen. Bo's story of becoming a self-made stylist is super inspiring and a great example of going after what you want and following your passion. From growing up in Greece to launching her career as a stylist to becoming a mother to two boys to wellness and mindfulness, we touch all the bases in this episode and I think you're really going to enjoy it. So without further ado, everyone please welcome Bo McCourt to the MILF Bod Podcast. Okay, guys. So before we jump into this episode, I want to talk to you about one of my new favorite wellness brands, and that is For Wellness. I have the pleasure of using two of their hero products, the Good Stuff and the Recovery Gummies, and now I'm hooked to both of them. Literally the day I ran out, I immediately went to the website and restocked using my own code. So The Good Stuff is a performance coffee supplement that helps you combat inflammation, feel calmer, and increase your energy at the same time. I actually notice a huge difference on the days that I take it versus the days that I don't. I feel so clear-headed, focused, and energized when I take it, and it's probably due to the fact that it contains five functional ingredients that include L-theanine, collagen, cinnamon, MCT, and Himalayan salt. And then the recovery gummies taste like actual candy, but give you the benefits of a high-performing athlete. They contain tart cherry extract that helps to reduce muscle soreness after a workout and provide you with sustained energy. I can't recommend these products enough, and with the holidays approaching and the new year just around the corner, For Wellness is the perfect place to shop for your loved ones or for yourself to help you feel your best going into the new year. So for 25% off your order, use code CHEROKEE in all caps, C-H-E-R-O-K-E-E, when you check out at forwellness.com. That's F O R. W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S dot com for 25% off your order. Such a great deal, you guys. Do not miss out. Okay, so we are rolling. We're live. How are you today? 
I'm good. Yeah. You know, sleep would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. I can relate, girl. So I feel like I know you, but I don't know like your story. So I would love for you to introduce yourself to the audience and just give like a summarized version of your story. Okay, great. Hmm. What's a summarized version? <laughs> how, how deep do we go? Okay, so my real name is Boyana. Boyana. Oh, I didn't know this. Nobody knows this. Barely my children know. I have to remind them sometimes. <laughs> You're like, um, my name's not mommy. It's no, <laughs> Boyana. Basically. Everybody knows me as Bo. Yeah. I'm from Montenegro. My family moved to Greece when I was nine years old. I grew up there. I feel very connected to the Greek culture. Oh. I drive like an angry Greek. I get angry like an angry Greek. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> I got all the, you know, good and bad stuff. You know, to make a long story short, moved to the U.S. I okay. was modeling for a long time. Yeah. And I never loved it. I always wanted to be more in control of things. So I More started, behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Way more behind the scenes. It worked a lot better for me. I'm good at managing and organizing yeah. people. That's my strong suit. So I started art directing and styling. Perfect. And yeah, that's a kind of long and short. Yeah, it. that's great. I want to dive a little bit deeper. I want to ask you what it was like growing up in Greece and how the culture, I feel like it's so different from here in the U.S. and what you took from that growing up there. Because I feel like it must have been such a magical place to grow Amazing. up. Amazing. Honestly, now that I have children, I have a lot more respect and understanding and appreciation rather yeah. for what it was like to grow up there. The best way to describe it, and obviously times have changed. We didn't have social media and, you know, yeah. but you felt free. Yeah. So it wasn't as restrictive as American society is on their children, so to speak, or teenagers rather. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have the 21 drinking law or smoking law or right. this or that. So we kind of did it, but it wasn't that, you know, desired because right. you had access to it. Which in a way makes so much sense because if you have access to something, it's not like you're going to want to rebel and go against right. it. Whereas here in the U.S., I feel like so many kids, that's where a lot of crime happens. It's like, yeah. because the drinking age is 21, I feel like kids are trying to rebel and like go behind their parents' backs. Whereas yeah. in other cultures and other countries, it's accepted and it's the norm. Yeah, that's exactly. So cool. And so, you know, as, as a younger child, not a teenager growing up there, it was amazing. You have the beach, you know, we lived five minutes from the beach. So every day after school, the culture is, you know, it's very laid back. Yeah. Some can call it a little lazy, you know, the European <laughs> mindset. But Just it, slow, slower slow. paced. Yeah. So yeah. being in that environment just relaxed you as a child, enabled you to have a lot of free play outdoors. Oh. It was remarkable. And then, so how old were you when you moved to the U.S.? I was 25. 25? 20, Did you yeah, move 25. straight to LA or? No. So I went to a British school in Greece. Okay. So I did the British system of education, which was like A-levels and IGCSEs or whatever it was, which way around, I've forgotten now. Mm -hmm. But then I went to a university in the UK. Oh, And amazing. I studied there and I was there for a few years and then I got my bachelor's degree there and then I moved to the US afterwards. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. It makes so much sense that that's the way that you grew up because I feel like you embody that just like free spirit. You're so laid back. At least, you really? know. Really? Yeah. 
Wait, you're a Virgo, right? Leo. Nearly oh, you're a Leo. Virgo, okay. like by one You're day. on the cusp. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's true. Good point. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that makes sense because you're very organized. So that's your mm-hmm. Virgo side. But at the true. same time, I feel like you you just give off this like free spirit energy, which I love about Do you. Do I? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, take that. Let it sit for a minute because <laughs> yeah. I don't feel that way half Really? The time. Inside, you're like, oh my God, I got to do this. I do like. Yeah. A constant to-do list, I feel like, is running through our heads all the time as women, but especially as mothers. I feel like it just amplifies it. Okay, so coming to the U.S. when you were 25-ish, was it kind of a culture shock or like what was that like for you? So I always wanted to come to the U.S. Yeah. I had never been funny enough, before that. I traveled everywhere in Europe, uh, Asia, this, that, but I hadn't been to the U.S. So Mm -hmm. for me, it was super exciting. I was very much looking forward to it. It was something that I wanted to do. I worked really hard with my passport from Montenegro. We don't have the best diplomatic relations with a lot of countries for whatever reason. Yeah. So I needed a visa literally to go pee. Okay. It's like <laughs> everything required a visa. Oh my so gosh. it was such a process to get here. And it took about a year. I had to find a model agency. They wanted to sponsor me and to get in the system to be approved for that visa. It, it took a year. So I was ecstatic I when I came, you yeah. know, it was like, I was waiting. I couldn't believe it. It was something that I really wanted. Yeah. We take it so for granted here growing up in the oh U.S. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have no idea. Mm -hmm. But what's funny is that, you know, the way the U.S. was portrayed in Europe, it's like you watch movies, you watch New York, this, that. So I was moving to New York. I'd signed with an agency there. And I went there to visit friends before I was coming here to kind of just have fun. Yeah. And I was like, okay, it's it's cool, but I don't know. And I flew over to L.A. to see a friend over 4th of July. And I was like, I'm not moving to New York. L.A. is my place. Really? There's no way. Was it just too much of like a hustle and bustle in New York, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because living in London, you know, I I loved London. Yeah. It was amazing to study there. It was really fun to be a student there and to be working there. But it's gloomy. It's rainy. It's very different. And I was used to Greece where it's blue skies and sunshine. I feel like L.A. was the perfect mix of both of those places. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, New York has its amazing perks, too. But like, it's not how they portray it in the movies, I feel like, though. (laughs) No, I was like, I'm not going to be going from rain and cold to rain and cold again. I need a break. Yeah. So... Tell me a little bit about your modeling days and how you kind of made the transition from being in front of the camera to going to styling. Yeah. So basically, I started modeling while I was at university Mm -hmm. in London. And I had a great first job. I had no idea what I was doing, by the way. I didn't even know modeling was a thing. Yeah. You know, back then it was like, what? What? You couldn't have access to your photos in real time. Or, right. You know, it's so, so it different like, nowadays. It's so different. It was funny. So I kind of stumbled into it. And uh, funny enough, the first picture I took ended up being a campaign. And I got literally, I think, oh my gosh, $170 for it. It was hilarious. $170. Oh Nothing. my goodness. Nothing. Did you think they were taking advantage of you or was Bad. that just the pay rate? I don't know. I think a little bit of both. So it was for 
Trasardi eyewear. It was okay. this like, Italian an eyewear brand. campaign. Yeah. That's like Which was really substantial. funny. Yeah. And I didn't know. They're like, oh, we're just doing a test shoot. And we <sighs> did the test shoot. And my agency was like, oh, I think they're going to try to, you know, submit it for something. So yeah. I was like, great. What is submit it for something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I know. And then they're like, you got a campaign. And then like I had friends in Greece and in, in Austria and like the U.S. calling me. They're like, oh, we saw you in Vogue campaign, this, that. Literally $170 after they took like, you know, their percentage and this. And I was like, oh my goodness. Is this how much campaigns make? I'm not sure about this. Wow. (laughs) Hilarious. So, you know, there was obviously, um, you know, there was money clients and, you know, editorial clients. So I started to learn quickly what makes money and what doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. And uh, I started to really enjoy the styling aspect of it. Mm -hmm. I always loved clothes and buying them. Yeah. And slowly I started to just ask stylists on the shoots, hey, can I sometimes assist? Can I this? Can I that? Because I wanted to have experience. Yeah. And I started to build a little bit of experience like that. And then when I moved to the U.S., at some point it was the whole start of the social media frenzy. Yeah. And my friends would always ask me, hey, can you style me for a shoot? Can you art direct? You're so good at this. You know, you've you've done it for yourself here and there. Yeah. And so I just started doing it wow. and enjoying it so much. First, I was working with some PR agencies here that would always ask me, hey, can you create content? We have these brands. They really need XYZ. So I started working with the PR agencies. And then I had brands individually reach out and ask me, hey, can you kind of be my in-house art director and stylist and just kind of produce the shoots and, you know, maybe consult me on a few pieces. So it kind of just merged into one. How were they contacting you at that time? Like, was your work being displayed on social media? Is that how? Yeah. Okay. So through Instagram. Okay. So cool. And I love too that you just like you went up to the stylist on set and you were like, hey, I'm, I'm really interested in this. Like, can I assist you sometime? I feel like if you want something, you have to go after it. And like, what's the worst that could have happened? They would have just been like, oh, no, I don't need help. And now look at you. I mean, <laughs> no, it was it was tough. I'm not going to lie. It, was it scary? It was scary, you know, but I felt like I was younger. I had more courage. Yeah. I didn't care about right. losing. I wasn't serious about so many things. And yeah. it's so true. But there were so many moments where I had to do that again later on in life. Mm-hmm. And they were very challenging. They were scary. You yeah. know, like, for example, I had one of my first jobs in the U.S. that was not a modeling job, that was a proper, proper job, was for this brand Faith Connection. Mm-hmm. And this very lovely woman that I adore, her name's Maria Buccellati, she really did something for me that I took as a lesson myself. She said yes to me. I oh. had no experience. I asked her, can I work with you guys? I want to kind of learn a little bit more about the sales side of things. And I want to be there to watch the brand grow and learn about your, you know, just your process, design, everything. Yeah. And she was like, sure. Wow. I'll hire you. Great. That's all it takes is just that one person believing in you. Yeah. And I appreciated that so much. Did you learn a lot from that experience? I did very, very much. How old were you at this point? I must have been like, probably like close to 30. Okay. 28, 9, Yeah, 30. Yeah, somewhere there. That's awesome. I feel like that's so important, though. If you want something, you just have to go after it and chase it. 
yeah. and not be afraid. Because I feel like, you know, without discomfort, there isn't growth. It's a good point. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So then how did you and Drew meet your now husband? Yes. How so did you guys meet? We had different stories of it. You know, I didn't remember well. My memory's <laughs> bad, as you can tell. You have mom brain. You Bru- have so many things going on. And before I had bad memories. So oh, now really? it's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's terrible. But we met when I first moved here. And we met at a friend's house randomly. Oh. Um, yeah. It was just kind of a slow process. I was with somebody at the time. I had mm-hmm. been with him for five years or four. I don't, again, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, you know, it kind of, it, it happened very slowly. Oh. Uh, but, and just organically. Yeah. How long have you guys been together now? For about, oh my God, no, 10 years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Long time. And then did you guys talk about having kids before deciding to have kids or did it kind of just happen? So we talked about it. I wanted kids, obviously, as a woman, a little bit sooner than he did. It really felt for me like I woke up one day and I was like, time to have kids. I want really? children. Yeah. That's so cool. You know, I was like, I need to have kids. I want to have kids. I really like it's what I want. I've always loved children. Done. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't easy because Drew Drew turned around to me and said, what? Okay, sure. And he didn't know that I really meant it. So he was like, whoa, just chill out. You yeah. know? I feel that men are always, I don't want to say hesitant, but they're not as oh, much obviously in a rush as 100%. women 100%. Yeah. But it was one of those moments where, you know, it's from the start to the finish, it was definitely a journey. Yeah. It wasn't easy. To give the audience some context, Bo hosts a cute little, like, what would you describe it as? It's like Like a pod. Like Like a a pod play play group. Yeah. So there are a few teachers who come to Bo's house Mondays and Thursdays, and there's a group of five to six kids, and Hunter is one of them, along with Chance, your son. And Tate isn't in it yet because he's still a little bit too young. But it's such a great thing that I feel so grateful to you for oh, um, bless your heart. That, that Hunter is able to experience twice a week. It's so fun. So you have Chance, who just turned three. Yeah. And then Tate, who is one, right? W- one and a half. One and a half. Yeah. Okay. So when you had Chance, that was like the thick of COVID, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Hunter was in during COVID as well. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Because we had to experience like going through all of our doctor's appointments alone. Did you have to do that or was Chance a little bit before? No, it was. Some of them were alone. Some weren't. Okay. I don't remember exactly what because it's all just morphed into one. But yeah, you're right. It was at the start. It was alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that for me was like a little bit hard going going to all my doctor's appointments alone because it's like you want to be there with your partner sharing these experiences, like especially during the ultrasounds. Um, yeah. I remember and they wouldn't really allow me to FaceTime and I was I would get so sad, but it was a different time to decide to have kids. But I'm also very thankful that I did have Hunter during right. COVID because exactly. we didn't really have anything else going on. So it was perfect. <laughs> So true. Yeah. By the way, we didn't have the pressure of going anywhere, having to find right. maternity outfits or clothes. Right. Exactly. It was fantastic. Yeah. So, how was your pregnancy with Chance? It was great. 
firstly, I was so grateful to be pregnant. Yeah. So, so grateful. Did it take you a long time? If you ask my husband, he will say no. (laughs) (laughs) If you ask me, it wasn't that it took a long time. It was that it was a little bit of a difficult process for me psychologically because when I decided I wanted to have kids, I embarrassingly so, wasn't educated enough to know, hey, there's like a really tiny window and you better know it. Oh, I feel like so many women don't know that. That's not embarrassing at all. Okay. I feel like I feel that's normal. Myself. Yeah. I mean, at the moment I felt so embarrassed because I felt like, oh my God, it's been like a few months. I'm not pregnant. And so I am a hypochondriac, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. So, (laughs) you know, I don't want to label myself as that, but I do get scared of, you know, medical things. And so I went immediately to a specialist. I'm like, okay, it's been like four months or three or five or whatever it was. You know, it felt like eight years. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not pregnant. So they start looking and they're like, okay, you have endometriosis, you have endometrioma, you have small ovaries, you have a polycystic ovary. I didn't expect to find that. Wow. I was like, whoa, what? Oh my goodness. So they were like, well, you won't be able to conceive naturally. And I just, (sighs) that was literally, I was so inconsolable. There was nothing. I was, I I didn't know what to do. That's devastating news. Devastating. Yeah. And so I went to another specialist and it was like, similar but different answer. So I was terrified. Yeah. And I spent, I think, because I was so terrified and Mm -hmm. because I was in such shock of hearing that, I thought I would go to the appointment and they'd be like, everything's fine. Just stop being a hypochondriac lady. Go home. You know what I mean? (laughs) Chill out, woman. Yeah. And so it was a shock to my Right, because you weren't really experiencing any symptoms. You were just going no. to check out, like, why am I not getting pregnant? And yeah. then to go there and then tell you all of these things, you're like, what? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So was that preventing you from— So what happened, basically, my OBGYN actually thought I was crazy for wanting to go to a specialist. They, they were the ones that said to me, you know, it can take about a year for some people. Yeah. Others a month. Maybe next child, it might take you four days. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but it's different for everybody and every child. And so when I went to the specialists, I feel like I sent my body into a permanent state of stress. Mm. It was, I was terrified. I was like, I need to take my eggs out. I wish somebody told me this. I would have done it earlier. What is this? You know, I was just in such panic. Yeah. For months, I started doing like Chinese acupuncture and Chinese herbs, like every single thing they told you to do to get pregnant. Every measure you took, you did it. Yeah. It was a very, very stressful time. And so you were able to just naturally conceive though, right? Funny enough, yes. And it was when I relaxed. It was like my my husband had to go to France for work. Mm -hmm. I was with him in Paris and I was like, you know what? Forget the herbs, forget everything. I'm just going to enjoy my life. And, you know, and I, before I was like eating the healthiest thing possible, you know, like trying to really do everything for my body. Yeah. And I went and I literally ate every baguette possible, every palmier, (laughs) everything, butter, this, that. Mm -hmm. And I was pregnant. Wow. It it was, it's literally, I'm not exaggerating. I couldn't believe it. Makes so much sense because I feel like when we hold on to things so tightly that it almost like works against us in a weird way Um, because we're putting so much focus and emphasis on like, why am I not getting pregnant? And then when you just decided to release it, 
I feel like that's when the best things happen in life. Absolutely. It's so easy to say, but it's so difficult. You know, they do say you have to relax for a reason. It's like telling somebody when they're upset, like, calm down. It's like, that's the worst advice to give somebody (laughs) when they're upset. I'm like, what? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So I know it's, it's much easier said than done. When you were in Paris, did you just kind of wake up one day and you were like, I'm just going to let this go and relax? Yes. It was more of a mindset that was, you know what? When I go back home, I'm taking my eggs out. I'm doing the damn thing. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm just going to get it done. And now I'm going to enjoy myself for this month. That's it. I'm not going to worry about anything. When I go back to the U.S., that's it. I'm just going to focus and buckle up and, you know, make babies, you know, or like do something. And so I think it was because I took it off my agenda and I calmed down. Mm -hmm. My body relaxed. And when I came back to the U.S., I found out afterwards that I was pregnant. I was so shocked. Wow. Like I don't, I'm going to just lie here for 10 Yeah, you're like, I'm not going to Nobody touch me. (laughs) (laughs) I love (laughs) it. It's so funny how much stress affects our body. Like, I want to have somebody on who is an expert in that to talk about it because obviously I don't know enough about it, but I feel like it does so much damage to our body physically and mentally, of course, emotionally, everything. So that's really cool. And then with Tate, your second pregnancy, was that just also kind of the same thing? You It happened naturally? So I was still convinced that I wouldn't be able to have a child again naturally. I was like, oh my God, this is my one-off. Your miracle. It's my miracle baby. So I um, didn't even think about it. My doctor said to me, you know, most women get pregnant quite easily if you're not careful after the first. Right. And I said, not me, you know, Mm -mm. not me. (laughs) So he's like, are you sure? Do you want birth control? I'm like, I'm not a birth control person. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not taking it. I'm already nuts with hormones. I'll be nuts. (laughs) So um, I was like, no, no, I'm fine. I'll be good. And again, it was a natural pregnancy. So wow, it just goes to show that when you do, as you said, when you do relax, stress does impact the body. There's no two ways about it. 100%. So I don't know about you guys, but I've been on a journey with my skin over the years and I'm finally at a place as I quickly approach 30 where I actually feel like my skin is looking the best it ever has. My goal is to always look dewy, hydrated and glowing. And this is where the golden secrets comes in. I recently had the founder of this incredible skincare brand on the podcast, Jessie Golden, because I've always admired her since I first discovered her in 2021. As soon as I started following her, I immediately purchased the firming wand. And since then, my Golden Secrets collection has grown to the face oil, the face mist, the instant glow face mask, the dry brush paired with the body oil, the long lash growth serum, and the organic coconut lip balm. If I had to narrow it down, I'd have to say my three favorite products are the face oil, the face mist, and the long lash growth serum. The Golden Secrets is a cruelty-free and sustainable skincare brand rooted in nature to help make you feel like a golden goddess. The goal of the brand is to inspire rituals of self-love and unveil an everlasting glow. And let me tell you, the products do just that. 
I can't recommend these products enough, and if you need proof of just how amazing this brand is, I highly recommend following Jessie as she is a walking advertisement for every single item. And if you guys haven't listened to her episode, I recommend dropping what you're doing and listening right now. She's such a wealth of knowledge, and it brings me so much joy to support brands that deliver actual results and are giving back. So if you too want to unleash that glowing goddess, head over to thegoldensecrets.com to get 10% off your order when you use the code MILFBOD. That's thegoldensecrets.com. Use code M-I-L-F-B-O-D for 10% off your order. Enjoy. So what was that like for you mentally thinking about going from one child to two? I felt a mix of emotions. Firstly, I felt such gratitude and happiness right. because again, I felt so lucky that it was able to happen, you right. know, but I was terrified. Yeah. Because I had so much love to give to my older son and it was taking up so much of my time. You as a mom know the yeah. breastfeeding, the pumping, so the much. bedtime routines, everything. And I just started to think, how how am I going to organize my time? So yeah. they both have it. How am I going to love both kids equally? Will I love my second child as much as my first? I love my first so much. Yeah. What if I don't? It was like all this stress. Again. I think about those things all the time. I think that's very normal. And- yeah. I mean, and guess what? I'm wrong. And you will be wrong too, luckily. Because (laughs) one of my dear friends described it like this. She said, I don't know how else to tell you this, but the only way to understand it is your love just grows bigger. You have the same love for your first that you always had and always will. And Mm -hmm. you have a second and your love just grows bigger. And they're so different that you will understand when you have your second. Okay. That's what she said to me. And she was right. Yeah. I know because I'm like contemplating. I I feel like Hunter needs a sibling. So I feel like I'm in that stage right now. So it's like I think about all of those things all the time. Now that I feel like Tate is out of like the, you know, he's one and a half. So he's like in a pretty easier-ish. I don't know. It's not easier. It's just different stage. Now what's the dynamic like between a family of four? So... One thing that I have found, because I don't have friends who have children so close in age. Yeah. The one thing that I have found is when your older child is at school or kindergarten or preschool, whatever, Mm -hmm. and you have a second, it makes the world of a difference. Yeah. Because you have more time for your second, more quality and quantity time. Right. So that helps the situation because then the mom guilt that you feel is so difficult. You know, you have an older child that can verbally communicate, Mm -hmm. articulate their emotions, make you feel really bad for not doing what they want at that moment. Like, you know, put your brother down. I want to be the one that's in your arms right now. You're hurting my feelings. I really want to be the one that you're holding. Oh, that's tough to deal it's with. It's tough. Oh, man. That Those are the moments that are tough. You know, I do this thing where I'm like, okay, you know what? I have one hand that's free for you always and one hand where I'm holding your brother and this hand's waiting for you. Oh, it, and I it's, love that. And it, it, you know, and it works. And I always have to remind him, you have to share mommy. Mommy loves you. Mommy loves your baby bro. This is how it is. And I yeah. know it's hard, but you can do it. Oh, 
I feel like you do such a good job, though, of balancing all of it. Yeah. I don't know, but thank <laughs> you. Do you love being a boy mom? Love. Yeah. Don't you? I love it so, so much. much. And everybody always says, I mean, you as a stylist, I feel like a lot of people are like, yeah, but don't you want a girl so you can like dress yes. her? And I'm like, yes, I do. But I also really like dressing boy. Like boys are yeah. really fun to style as well. Do you feel like you— A hundred percent. Want so a girl for that? I, uh, well, you know, I love that boy energy. I love dressing boys. They mm-hmm. look so cool. So cool. So cool. And yeah. the, it's it's so different. I don't know what it's like having a girl. Right. I'm sure I'll, I'll really enjoy dressing a girl. A part of me is intimidated to have a girl in this day and age. Same. It's scary, kind of. Yeah. Lots of pressure. Yeah. I feel like— I had pressure when I was growing up. Right. You did too, I'm exactly. sure. So I'm very content being a boy mom. <laughs> you know, if a girl's in the future for me, you know, so be it. I'll be very happy equally, yeah. but very, very happy being a boy mom. Do you think you guys are going to have more or? I don't want to say no because the idea of having more children, I love having little kids. Yeah. But it's definitely, it would have to be down the line. I feel right. like my hands are so full with the two of them. Yeah. Also, I wanted to ask you, because you don't really share the kids on social media, which I like. Yeah, you you have pictures of them, but you yeah. don't really show their face. And do you do that for a specific reason? It's for a few reasons. Funny enough, I am a very private, private person. Yeah. I don't really want everybody to know what my children look like. Yeah, I, feel I get it. like it's just for me who personal I am. Personal preference. Yeah, personal preference. It's not like I have a huge following or anything. Both my husband and I were in line with that. We mm-hmm. very much felt like, hey, you know what? These are our kids. This is our privacy. This is our life. So, you know, that that's something that we'll kind of keep to ourselves. And, yeah. you know, I don't need to advertise it. The people that need to see my kids are my family, close friends or friends or my kids, right. you know, friends, parents. So it was more for that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm like, should I be sharing this much of Hunter? Because I don't know. The world is just freaking weird and there's yeah. weirdos on the internet. So I'm, I just always yeah. kind of like second guess myself in a weird way. But then I'm like, you know what? Uh, whatever. I can't overthink everything. So, no. but I've never asked that question before to any of my guests because I feel like there are definitely other mothers who I've interviewed who choose not to share their children on social media and, I always just, you know, was curious as to why. And I like that. It's just like a privacy thing. And also you use it for work purposes. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's all for my work. So I felt like it didn't really bode well to be putting pictures of my kids, especially when, you know, as a stylist, nobody, they're like, I don't care to see your kids. I'm coming to you for styling. I don't need to know your input on what you eat. Right. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) not coming to you for that. Right. Just keep it strictly business, baby. Yeah. I love your personal style so much. Oh, thank you. But like, how would you define it? You know? Mm, It's a good question that I ask myself every now and then. I'm very confused. (laughs) Very confused how to describe it. I would like to use the word edgy in there because sometimes I can be a little edgy. I would like to say, you know, kind of classic laid back with a little bit of an edgy, sexy flair. Ooh, that's a really great description. So, you know, if you come to me for evening wear, you'll have elegant, but there'll always be a little bit of that like feminine 
or sexy, if that's what you like. Mm -hmm. Every day I like to, you know, t-shirt, jeans. Yeah. Kind of the French easy daily wear. I love that. How do you organize your closet? Because that's one thing I struggle with so really? much. Yeah. I have to help you. Yes. <laughs> Happily. Oh my goodness. I love it. So everything in my closet is organized according to occasion. Mm-hmm. So I have I have a gown section. I have a cocktail section. I have a jacket Ooh, section. I have a, a shirts and t-shirt section. And all of those... This is the sick Virgo part. <laughs> All of those are color coordinated. So it goes from <laughs> light to dark. Oh my God. I want to see your closet. In each section. <laughs> literally. That's like my dream. Yeah. So, you know, because it just helps me find things uh, yeah. a lot easier. It helps my mind think, okay, I want to wear a shirt today or, mm-hmm. you know, here we go. Blah. It's right here. Yeah. I, it's, it's like makes it very seamless. Do you purge your closet a lot? Like get rid of things? Yes. Or do you like to hold on to things? No. Okay. I definitely do not hold on to things. Yeah. If I haven't worn something for a few months, mm-hmm. it will move on to somebody else. Yeah. For sure. Oh, good. Yeah. I think as I've gotten older, I love doing that. Just like getting rid of things that I don't ever use or wear. Right. I feel like it just makes things so much lighter and yes. better. A hundred percent. Yeah. And we all hold on to so many things that we don't need. Right. It just makes sense. You feel more organized. And yeah. it just makes it easier to access your closet if you have the staples that you need and, you know, a couple of evening gowns, a couple of cocktail dresses that you can kind of mix and match with things. Yeah. It just makes it easier to to use your own For sure. things. Okay, let's move into like the wellness side of things because I know you're very much into wellness as we go to the same Pilates studio. I saw you at Pilates first and then we kind of got introduced to each other. We had a mutual friend and then we kind of like connected the dots that we both had kids around the same age. So it just worked out perfectly. So I would love to know what you do to stay mindful Such a good question. So as you said, I do the Pilates. I love doing that. I've been doing that for so many years. Mm -hmm. I did ballet for like 10 years of my life or 12. I don't even know when I was so young. Yeah. And it's the closest thing to that for me. Keeping, Mm -hmm. you know, like keeping your body fit and elongated and elegant as you know or whatever. So I love, love, love doing that. Mm Mm-hmm. I recently was introduced to a dance class because I used to always go to dance classes. Mm -hmm. I used to go to this class called Groove at Millennium. I don't know if it's still around, but it's a choreography dance class with no pressure. That's the best way to describe it. That sounds nice. It's so nice. The music never stops. The class is full. You just keep kind of repeating the same steps until you slowly learn the choreography. So you don't have to be of a stellar level like to a attend. Yeah. No. So you feel good doing it. Cool. And I was doing that. It's a great cardio. Amazing. Great, great. It's all hip hop music, which I love. And so I was doing that and then I stopped for a while and I just got introduced to a similar type of workout at Aloe. Oh, where fun. It's, uh, you should come with me, actually. Yeah, I would love to. It's a dance class, choreography, but okay. it's like a sweat workout. And oh it's my God. hip hop and, you know, R&B, which I love. So fun. I feel so like fun. dance workouts are the best because you yeah. don't realize that you're getting such yeah. a great workout, but you're just having fun yeah. while you're doing it. 
Yeah. And that aspect of it where you're having fun, you know, I feel like the mind body when you have to learn a choreography, copy it in real time, count on the beat. It just— It is so much mental. So mental. You don't appreciate it unless you've done it, you know, a few times. And then you realize, oh, wait a second. It's all about counting. And I better stay on top of it and be quick. And now I've just sweated. I can't breathe. I'm so tired. You know, like, yeah, it's too much cardio for me. So— That sounds fun. Yeah. What are some other, like, mindful practices that you do? Do you take, like, 10 minutes in the morning to yourself or, like, (sighs) just little things that kind of help you— Stay organized because I know you are super organized. Yeah. So funny that you say that it is something that I have on my list to do because Mm, I started mm -hmm. to realize that waking up super early with two kids, you know, sometimes it's 530 Mm -hmm. and I've gone to bed late, late meaning midnight, Yeah, you know, because I've been doing things around the house or doing work or whatever. And so... I need that time. And I've tried to take it literally, as you said, 10 minutes. Yeah. It it makes the world of a difference. So before I get up to get them out of bed, I'm like, okay, let me wake up, sit in my bed and let me just think for a second or Mm -hmm. sit on my phone, check my texts or just like mindlessly read something just to get my thoughts in order. Yeah. Otherwise you're like just jumping right into it and getting started with your day. And it's like- It's so hard to do that. Yeah. The other part that I try to practice a lot is to be very present and take a step back Mm. every time I am in a situation with my children specifically. Mm -hmm. That's where it happens, where my patience might be tested. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like just go back to your like mindful state of mind and think if you react like this and you get you know, snappy, you're not going to be happy. What's the best way for them to learn? And I feel that that mental exercise I go through so many times a day, I'm getting better at it. I'm not great, but those are the moments where I have told myself, if the situation is high intensity, they don't want to share, there's a tantrum going on. Mm -hmm. Just take literally a minute, say, Mm -hmm. I need a minute. And I kind of stop and I go, okay, how do I want to handle this so that I'm feeling calm and I can parent to the best of my ability? That's such a good tip because your patience does get tested every single day (laughs) so often. So like to have that mindset is just so important. And I I feel like I need to practice that more. (laughs) It's hard though. So hard. In the moment, it's hard. Okay. The I of the acronym, how do you listen to your intuition? Firstly, I have to put it out there that there are tons of times, many, many times that I second guess my own intuition. Yeah. So it's never perfect. I have learned that if something feels very strong mm-hmm. to me, if my intuition feels very strong, I'm just going to do what it's telling me to do. Yeah. You know, if my emotions or feeling feels very, very connected to that, that's it. I'm doing it. I'm not going to keep thinking about it. I'm not going to go back and judge myself for the decision that I've made. I've just said, you know what? This feels right. I'm a mother now. I'm going to make decisions. They won't be perfect, but I'm just going to go through with it if it feels very, very valid to me. Yeah. I love that. And not like overanalyzing it and just kind of, you know, tapping in and knowing. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. What are some of your lifestyle non-negotiables? Just little things that you do on a daily basis that kind of help you feel like the best version of yourself. 
Okay, so starting the day with hot lemon water. Yeah. Sounds pathetic, but I can't no. function. That's that's such a good one. You know, I wake up hot lemon water followed by my AG1 vitamins, funny enough, followed by breakfast and then Is I, AG worth the hype? I didn't even know it was a hype. I stole it from my husband. Oh. He's very biohack. Oh, amazing. You know, um so And you I, love the way I that it makes it. you feel? Yeah, okay. I really do. So starting the day with that makes me feel that I have taken care of myself. Yes. On a internal level, on a psychological level, mm-hmm. I feel like, okay, I need a routine. That's what helps me. Yep. So that's the second thing is routine. Mm-hmm. And I would say the third that I try to sometimes do, it's the whole cold plunge sauna. Oh. You know, I try, I like to incorporate in my life. I feel that I want to be the healthiest version of myself. Yeah. And especially for my kids. Mm-hmm. So I try to do some of these things so that I can kind of feel that I'm taking care of myself and 100%. psychologically. Because it goes into every other area too. Yeah. It's not just like about the physical aspect of, you know, doing a sauna and a cold plunge and getting the benefits from it. But it's also such a mental thing and it gives you confidence. It's like you just did a really tough thing. So like if you have a hard moment with the kids or something, you're like, well, I just did a cold plunge for three minutes. Like I can do this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Where do you go for that? We have at our house, my husband literally got a freezer, like, you know, one of those freezers that you open like this, you know, and and just turn it into a water and, you know, (gasps) filter and turn it into freezing water. Oh my gosh. No joke. Do you like to do it in the morning? I do it when, like, in the middle of the day when the kids are napping or sometimes when they're at school. I don't do it all the time. Yeah. But if I get, like, it done once or twice a week, I'm very ecstatic. Yeah. Even once a week. Yeah. I feel like it gives you energy after the cold plunge. I feel like you're just like buzzing after. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I got to try incorporating that more. I've only done it a few times and every time I do it, I'm like, I love this. Yeah, it's a great feeling. And Mm -hmm. you feel, as you said, accomplished. Sitting in freezing cold ice water is not pleasant. No, it's really not. So the F in the acronym of MILF is fitness. We kind of already touched on that. So like, what does your fitness routine look like on a weekly basis? I know you go to Pilates. Yeah. And then you do your dance class as well. How many times a week are you doing those? So um, I've been trying to do Pilates two times a week. And then I just started this dance class, which would be once a week, roughly. Yeah. And then I try to go on a walk or a hike with the boys once a week. That's it, really. Yeah, that's perfect. That sounds very similar to mine. Oh, really? Yeah. We like to walk up where you guys live, oh my you know, because I feel funny. like the hill is a, such a big incline. Yeah. I like going up, but I hate going down. I used to go to Runyon all the time, mm-hmm. obviously, with, yeah. you know, having a dog. The dog's free running yeah. around. But people love Franklin. I like love Franklin. Franklin. That's the thing with LA. I love that you can be outdoors. Exactly. That's a big non-negotiable for me is like getting outside every day. Yeah. And I love, too, that the playgroup is outside. It's, yeah. It's so good for the boys. That's 100% necessary for kids their age right now. For That's sure. That's what I think. Yeah. Okay, babe. Well, I end the episode asking my guest the same question every time. And that is, if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, what would you say to the younger version of yourself? Wow. I think I would say 
Two things probably. Yeah. One, stop stressing as much mm-hmm. and enjoy your life in the moment because the older you get, the harder and more challenging things become. Yes. That's that's yeah. really good advice. I need to <laughs> no, take that stop. advice right now. It's so easy to say these so things, easy to but say. like to put them into practice. It's a it's a good constant daily yeah. reminder for sure. And I feel like too, the older you get, time feels like it goes by so much quicker. Oh, it's terrible. So like to be in the present moment, especially when you have kids, I feel like that's so important. Absolutely. Where can everyone connect with you and work with you, follow you on Instagram? Yeah. So my Instagram handle is at obviously bo.mccourt, M-C-C-O-U-R-T. And Bo is B-O. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I usually have everybody. You can message me on there or email me, DM me, whatever Amazing. the preference is. Thank you, Bo. You are such a light in my life. And I'm so happy that our boys are friends. And oh, you're so sweet. Yeah. Thank you so much. Of Likewise. Course. Of course. Thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you gained some insight on how to practice becoming more mindful, learn the importance of listening to your intuition, gained some lifestyle takeaways and fitness tips. You can find me on Instagram at Cherokee Luker and the podcast at MILF Bod Pod. So make sure you follow me to access exclusive content to help you become a better you, a better mother and a better human. Talk to you guys next week about all things MILF.